0: Hello, everybody. I'm Cathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. shares still struggle to gain ground amid mounting concerns over the Wuhan coronavirus. And as Michelle Long tells us, the impact of the new epidemic in the local bourse is seen to be even worse than the SARS outbreak of 2002.
1: Philippine shares on wobbly footing again as the coronavirus worry kept a lid on trade. The virus-driven sell-off has wiped out an estimated $1.5 trillion in global stock value from January 20 to 28, the number expected to continue to rise. BPI Securities thinks the impact on the local market may be more substantial this time around compared to when the SARS outbreak hit back in 2002 to 2003.
2: In the past, uh, the Philippines was not as impacted by, you know, concerns about similar viruses like SARS. For example, we were actually up two uh, percent during that span. The SNP was down uh, about twelve or thirteen. Uh, percent but I think now the markets are a lot more interconnected obviously we're doing a lot more business with China you may want to look at uh, the Zika virus for example as a better gauge for how the market will perform I think during that span we were down about five percent
1: the PSE index slipped for a third day with foreigners selling out of the local bores again
3: the market still looks pretty dead uh, traders and investors are still trading on sentiment, and there's a lot of there's a lot of negatives right now. Um, aside from all the geopolitical tensions that we saw earlier in the year, uh, on the local front, we had uh, the the volcano, which gave everybody a scare, uh, and then we had uh, investors running for cover after uh, the government said that they would go after these these uh, more of these onerous uh, contracts.
1: Aside from tourism-related stocks, property companies with developments in China where the virus originated are also in the spotlight. And on top of the list, SM Prime Holdings and Robinson's Land. As of end October 2019, 13.2% of SM Prime's total gross floor area is located in China, contributing roughly 5% of total revenues. While the sales from Phase 2 of the Gohongwe Group's residential development in Chengdu, China could also be affected. In other corporate stories, more companies tapping the capital market for fundraising as they bolster their war chests. BDO raised 40.1 billion pesos in fixed-rate bonds. That is eight times the original offer due to strong demand. Issue date is set for February 3rd. This follows the 35 billion pesos raised back in February last year. Arthalan, the boutique developer of the Po family, meanwhile, exercised its oversubscription option, raising 3 billion pesos from fixed rate ASEAN green bonds due 2025. And Samex Holdings Philippines raised nearly 13 billion from its stock rights offer. The shares, 8.3 billion of them sold at 154 apiece, will be listed on March 4th. Michelle Long, ABS CBN News.
0: As the number of the Wuhan coronavirus infections increase, more businesses in China are forced to halt operations. Despite this, the Philippine Trade Department is still pushing through with its trade missions to the country. Ron Cruz reports.
3: The Wuhan coronavirus scare now taking a toll on several businesses around the world. Some airlines were forced to suspend their flights to China. Among them, the Chicago-based United Airlines. It's suspending 24 U.S. flights to Beijing, Hong Kong and Shanghai between February 1 and February 8, citing a significant drop in demand. Air Canada and South Korean budget carrier Air Seoul are following suit. Other businesses also taking preventive measures. Japanese automaker Honda Motor announced it will temporarily suspend production at two motorcycle plants in Shanghai, while tech giant Apple is reducing store hours in China. It also joins a growing list of companies announcing travel suspensions to China, which include Facebook, Goldman Sachs, HSBC and LG Electronics. The world's largest coffee chain, Starbucks, meanwhile, is warning of a financial hit from the global health threat. About half of its stores are currently shut in China, which makes about 10% of its global revenue. Despite this, the Philippines will not cancel any trade missions to China or other areas affected by the outbreak. But various sectors in the country are already bracing for the outbreak's impact. The, the German-Philippine Chamber of Commerce and Industry says companies are already strengthening their medical staff amid this care. It adds some German firms may also consider moving supply chains from China to the Philippines if Manila remains free of the virus. This is, of course, uh, very much looked at, um, particularly as uh, companies are likely, after the trade tension between the U.S. and China, or within the trade tension between China and the U.S., um, companies here have been positioned themselves within the companies or within the groups to say you can produce much more here we are an interesting place to produce and we are out of this distention issue and um, of course now if in the long term on the midterm we have the situation that um, production is not possible in china then there might be the moment that you size the opportunity even faster to say we could do some production here philippine trade secretary ramon lopez not ruling out the possibility the new coronavirus may impact the country's growth this year Amid growing concerns over the virus in the Philippines, ING Bank Manila believes the central bank will remain data-driven. I think the uh, coronavirus uh, issue will have uh, a number of uh, potential impact uh, points uh, to, uh, well, like tourism perhaps. I think uh, the central bank being quite uh, data-driven will take that into consideration. And if it needs to uh, loosen
0: up a little bit more, we do hope that uh, uh, they will uh, factor that in.
3: Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News.
0: The novel coronavirus outbreak has also started to take a toll on the tourism industry, not just in countries affected by the deadly virus, but in the Philippines as well. Jeff Canoy has the full story.
4: It was a dream unfulfilled for the world dream cruise ship, which arrived in Manila on Tuesday and was supposed to head to Subic. But with heightened alert in place in port due to the threat of the novel coronavirus, it made a return trip to Hong Kong instead. The World Dream Cruise is just one example where the novel coronavirus has sidelined tourism not only in the Philippines but in the region. In Macau, only a few tourists were spotted at the St. Paul's Cathedral. Normally, visitors would be swarming the famous landmark. It was uh, very unusual because the, f- the first time I was here, it was crowded, very crowded and very heaps of people around here. But now, look at, just, just you know, not crowded anymore. Yeah, maybe because of the coronavirus issue. Over in Malaysia, a special committee was formed to address the impact of the virus on their tourism. While in the Philippines, cancellations have been reported by several stakeholders, with hotels and resorts in holiday destinations usually frequented by big Chinese tour groups feeling the crunch of the virus. Many operators are waiving cancellation fees as requested by Chinese tour operators. The coronavirus is creating quite a significant impact. Not only in the Philippines but across the ASEAN nations and uh, we can even say globally. Tourism department data show there was a jump in the number of visitors to the Philippines from January to November last year with 7.4 million tourists. Over a million are from China, which remains as the country's second top source market. What
2: we're is how to counter
4: impact of the cancellation of Chinese tourists. The agency says it is deferring the implementation of appropriate measures to ensure the safety of visitors and Filipinos to the Immigration Bureau and the Health Department. The DOT will also closely coordinate with local governments to provide timely advisories to their stakeholders. The Tourism Congress of the Philippines, meanwhile, expected the cancellations and postponement of bookings, The group is also coordinating with business to make sure precautions and procedures are made should there be confirmed cases of the virus in the country. Jeff Canoy, ABS-CBN News.
0: A 29-year-old man from China suspected of being a carrier of the Wuhan coronavirus has died of pneumonia here in the Philippines. This was announced Wednesday by Philippine health officials who said the man passed away at the San Lázaro Hospital. 23 other foreign nationals are being monitored for possible infections, but there is still no confirmed case of the deadly virus in the country. The health department not linking the San Lázaro case to the novel coronavirus yet until after confirmatory tests are done.
2: We are still awaiting uh, for the test that will be run by the RITM given now that we have the new RNA primer and the new reagents so that we can say for sure and conclusively whether this uh, could be a co-infection or there is absolutely no uh, Corona virus uh, as the uh, one uh, of the possible causes.
0: The National Economic and Development Authority confirms the approval of eight infrastructure projects. These include the MRT4 project, which will run between the Ortigas Business District and Rizal Province. The EDSA Greenways project, which involves the enhancement of pedestrian facilities around key rail stations along Manila's main thoroughfare and the Davao City Coastal Bypass Road. Philippine Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Ernesto Pernia says the government intends to roll out as many as infrastructure projects as it can to ease congestion and spread economic growth throughout the country. More investors of D.V. Bauer come forward to complain of delayed payments despite the company's promise it will take care of their needs. As Warren de Guzman tells us, the Philippine Securities and Exchange Commission urges the public to remain vigilant as investment schemes continue to evolve.
2: DVBOWER investor, overseas worker Steve Barnett, put in almost 1.2 million pesos into the Paiwi or breeding investment scheme of Dexter Villamin, convinced it was a smart investment. But then the payout stopped, and Barnett found out about the Securities and Exchange Commission's advisory against Boer for selling Paiwi investment securities without a proper license. If uh,
4: Bower is selling us investors, that they cannot pay us because they can no longer uh, recruit new investors. I think that is a this scheme already. I'm no longer interested in that kind of uh, business.
2: Now, like dozens of other Boer investors who have contacted ABS-CBN, Barnett just wants his money back. He's not even interested in the returns DV Boer promised in the order of 15% per annum. Boer isn't the only agriculture investment scheme flagged by the Securities and Exchange Commission. They also revoked the registration of Organico Agribusiness Ventures Corporation. Enforcement and Investor Protection Department officer in charge, Oliver Leonardo, says the SEC has taken note of high-yielding agricultural investment schemes, which he says can be likened to a variation of the basic Ponzi scheme, as Barnett mentioned.
0: An investor is promised a high return, and um, they have tapped into this agri and livestock ventures as a mode of Propagating their illegal scheme, and, uh, who do not want to actually engage in the real uh, agri business because they don't have a farm of their own, could uh, somehow, through these entities vicariously, can, uh, they can engage in those uh, investments.
2: Rob Ramos, president of CFA Society Philippines, says it is important investors understand exactly what kind of investment they are getting into. And looking at regulators' advisories against such investments, such as the live advisory against DV Boer, is important. Unfortunately, D.V. Vibor was still able to bring in investors into the Paiwi scheme after the SEC advisory was posted on April 30th last year. Leonardo says this is critical, particularly if the investor is signing a legally binding contract.
0: You have to exercise due diligence and to uh, consult with the SEC whether these entities are authorized to do so.
2: Barnett says he has tried to get out of his contract, but has so far been unsuccessful.
4: There's a uh, live uh, video from the, next, uh, the president of DB um saying that if we want to retain the contract, just forward them uh, a letter, and which I did. But the problem is uh, they are very difficult to contact. Their online uh, platform can no longer be accessed their email uh, can no longer be there's an error with their email Um, it's very difficult so I just want to have my investment back.
2: Meanwhile, Villamin insists his company is legitimate and the delayed payouts are not their fault. He also insists they are working to comply with all the necessary requirements given by the SEC for the lifting of the advisory against DV Boer. However, he cannot say when the Paiwi investors can be paid. For now, the SEC says its advisory against DV Boer remains in effect. Warren De Guzman, ABS-CBN News.
0: And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.